Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Super Talk Eagle Hour back on the air. We're glad you're with us. Bob Kelly and Luke were in the Southern Bank Corps studios in beautiful Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Heath Hinton, Big Old Nation, going to be joining us in a little bit to a preview tomorrow's football signing day, National Signing Day. Heath uh, has all the scoop on who the Golden Eagles are expected uh, to sign up and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, put in the black and gold. Uh, but first, want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for their sponsorship of our show, great supporters of ours, and of course, Southern Miss. It's a great place to eat. Uh, food is always fresh and delicious. It's right here in Hattiesburg next to the mall, and of course, it is a great place to cater your next event, large or small. All right, let's uh, start out men's basketball back in action last night. They were on the road in Beaumont, Texas, and uh, got away with an 82-79 uh, win over a pretty feisty Lamar team. Austin Crowley uh, led the team with 22 points. Mo Arnold, my man Mo Arnold, comes in with 15 points and puts the dagger in Lamar late. Uh, Kelly, the Golden Eagles were up 13 points at one time, but then you look up just a couple minutes left. Lamar goes ahead by a point. But then the Golden Eagles fought back, and as I say, Mo Arnold hit a big three right down at the uh, toward the end of the game to ice the sixth win of the season. And you got to see, you got to see the Andre Curbelo uh, element last night. I mean, there were a couple of plays when he went down and did the reverse layups and things like that that you saw. You know what this guy is is capable of. Certainly gives another element to the Eagles. But I, but the one thing that I liked most about the way that that game ended, besides the win, Bob, was the fact that. They finished it. You know, lots of times teams will, will um, you know, they just can't finish it or, or things go wrong. But when the Eagles got matched up and even Lamar went ahead by a point or two, there with about three minutes left to go in the game. Southern Miss held its composure, made the shots when they needed to. And the other thing I'll be interested to get your guys' views on is anybody that, that thinks that shooting is a problem for this Southern Miss team, I thought they shot the ball. You know, you saw what they're capable of of shooting last night with Crowley, I mean, draining some long threes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kobe Montgomery with a couple of big plays. And Eze, there was, you know, had a presence every once in a while yeah. inside. I was going to say that. I think he is beginning to become more and more of a factor. And anytime you have any presence inside, that's one part of the game then that the other team is going to have to contend with. Mm-hmm. So all in all, you know, um, 
And I know you think, well, Lamar, but remember, this is a Lamar team. They're pretty good. That blasted uh, Louisiana Monroe by 22 points. Right. Um, and that's a that's a team, obviously, in our conference. So I thought the Eagles, I thought all in all, that was a pretty good effort last and, night. And Curbelo scored 13 points last night in his uh, his first appearance. So uh, overall, a solid performance, Luke, uh, by the Golden Eagles and, and a much-needed road win, I think. Yeah, played 10 guys last night, eight guys with significant minutes. I thought Owako, um Played well, eight rebounds. You said uh, you mentioned Ize. He had he had nine rebounds, had nine points. But you you saw why they were so excited about about Curbelo. I mean, vision. He, he turned the ball over some. It was rusty, but the vision and the speed, and uh, you know, just little things. Like I thought it was cool. He had a he had a steal and then a breakaway, and he feeds it off uh, to a teammate for a dunk and. You just see why you know there's so much um, expectation around him, and if if somehow we can get Nefta back, I mean, you, you're talking about the backcourt being being crazy good. But you mentioned a, a few more guys, Mo Arnold with 15 points and uh, looked really good, and and the fact that he got left open, you know, late and was able to hit it. Uh, Crowley hits four threes. Um, overall, again, you know, Victor Victor Hart didn't have uh, the greatest night, six points, five boards. At the same time, you find out where you're where probably, other than Crowley, your leading scorer has an off night and other guys picked up. So, like like Kelly said, I was uh, I was a little afraid these free throws down the stretch were really going to hurt us. Shot 61% in, uh, in the second half, 63% for, for the game, um, but uh, able to do enough uh, in, in the end. And uh, games like this, you know, that you win, um, that, that – you, you feel like you should win, and when you give up a, a lead in the second half, able to hold on and get the win, it's a good boost, boost for confidence going in into this weekend against mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Now, tomorrow, Coach Zay Carson, assistant coach Zay Carson, is going to join us on the show. And one of the things that we'll ask him is, what happened to Donovan Ivory? That was something well, that a I lot of people – I was told he was injured a little bit last night, and so they wanted to rest him. Now, that's what the information I got today. Okay, so, so <laughs> hopefully it is just something very minor because – Obviously, he's yeah. I think they were trying to give him a little little time off and get him ready for the game Saturday against Ole Miss. That'll be a one o'clock start on Saturday. By the way, if you're making your plans to head down, and then that's it until right till they till they open the conference season uh, a week Georgia later. Southern, yeah, yeah against uh, against the Eagles of Georgia Southern. Who that's a good draw for Southern Miss because Georgia Southern's off to a really rough start. Golden Eagles shot forty six point eight percent from the floor, dished out eighteen assists. And uh, they were 37% from three-point land. There's one thing that I, I continue to watch, and I'm not a basketball coach, so obviously I could be wrong, but uh, we we don't seem to guard the three-point shot very well. And teams put up a lot of three-pointers against us. Uh, have you observed that? Or is that maybe just me? I think I think part of that is you're you're get if if you can if you want the other team to shoot threes because statistically they're not not when they're making them. Kelly. They're not going to make them, right? <laughs> not when they're making them. Well, no, no, but I mean you still have to play the numbers, right? And the numbers state they're they're not going to make them as well as the Eagles shot the three last night, you know. Um, and and that forty six percent number from the floor that's a good number to look for anytime. If you're looking at a basketball game, if you get those shooting percentages below 40, you have problems. You have a chance to win anytime you're shooting above 40% from the floor. Eagles shot 53% in the second half, and, and that was one of the reasons why they were able to, to hang on and win. Yeah, so that's that's one of those, you know how you look at a football uh, box score and see who turned it over more times? Right. But 
you know, I think what you learn from this game is this is a the ability not not just to hang on, but they you know they were up thirteen with fourteen minutes to go, and that's one of those things that you got to put it away, and that's one of the things that I'm sure you know the coaching points going forward is, hey guys, when you have a double digit lead, you know, uh, almost halfway through or you know uh, two third or third of the way in the second half, um, you got to put it away, and. And I think they'll they may have an opportunity, you know, uh, Kelly. You're talking about Georgia Southern, and when you smell blood in the water, you got to put it away, for sure. But but to Bob's point, you know, BB Knight out there was draining threes, and I mean, yeah, I thought they were pretty good actually, you know. And so when you and, and a I mean, team they, that they had, shot, they're 27 percent from three point land last night. But to y'all's point, they kept throwing them up. Yeah, and and uh, and that's a team that's like you say, averaging over 80 points a game. So the fact that the Eagles. Um, hesitate to use the word shut them down but controlled them to the fact that they didn't get uh, even 80 points for the game uh, it's a good sign so hopefully hopefully these guys are coming into got their a little own hairy there at the end though got a little hairy it, it did but yeah. but they held on you know yeah, yeah for sure so i'm back and forth between the basketball and the football game and uh both were pretty exciting the football game was exciting last night as well i woke up and Locke hit the touchdown. Like, like literally, I was awake for like a minute, and it happened. And, you know, Joe Buck is being criticized for uh, the comment that he made about Locke uh, on the broadcast. Uh, the, 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 and he plays, of course, for the, uh, the Seahawks. Joe Buck plays for ESPN. <laughs> right, right. But Locke, they were saying, you know, statistically on a fourth and, and one and a half, you would go for it. But the Seahawks opted to punt, and Joe Buck kind of made the comment of, "Well, normally you would go for it, but when Locke is your quarterback, that mm-hmm. you know, which was a, which was a, a jab mm-hmm. at Locke, you know." Right. Um, and and I've always contended, and just how like media has changed, Bob's in thirty or forty years, broadcast, you would never make a comment like that. Yeah. I mean, you just report what's happening. Don't don't take a jab. Uh, those days are long gone, Kelly. Where you just report what's happening. <laughs> that, that, those days are history. Used to we we had to abide by those rules, but that doesn't that doesn't take place anymore, does it? So well, well, he was he was called called on the carpet for it. So I don't know that anything will happen. Good football game though. The Seahawks uh, come back to win. You wouldn't have thought so. They had the ball inside their ten with just a couple of minutes left, but but they pull it out and again. <clears throat> the big guy from Ole Miss, the big receiver that plays for the Seahawks from Ole Miss. He DK Metcalf. Yeah, he didn't catch a ball all night until the last drive, and then he dominated the last drive. He's a he is a beast. I mean, he is a beast. You know, like if if somebody invaded Earth and we had it as a human race to like send out like our our warrior, send we would him. probably send out DK Metcalf. No probably kidding. Who send, he reminds me of uh, who was the guy for Detroit that was so Megatron. Yeah. yeah, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, reminds me a lot of him. All right, signing day tomorrow for football. Heath Hinton has all the latest. Big Gold Nation, of course. We'll be back with that. I want to remind you quickly about Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are just the finest luxury vehicles on the road today and coming soon. The all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Glad to have Genesis of Hattiesburg on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. You can always hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like, 24-7 on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And we, we see the numbers. We know a lot of you do, and we're very, very grateful to you for downloading our podcast each and every day. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. Now, we're down to just days for Christmas. Uh, you need to get the Campus Bookmark. If you're listening in another part of the state, you can go online, CampusBookmark.net. Either way, Miss Kathleen will take care of you. If there's a Golden Eagle on your Christmas shopping list, I really can't imagine that you would not go to Campus Bookmark. They're on Hardy Street. They're right across from the USM campus, and uh, it's always fun at Campus Bookmark. Be sure you tell Miss Kathleen that the guys on the Eagle Hour uh, send their best regards to her. Heath Hinton is the proprietor, CEO, executive sales rep, and owner of Big Gold Nation. Did I miss anything? He gives me the list. Of Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. Chief Cook and Bottle Is that the intro you wanted, Heath? I know you sent me that text earlier this yes, morning. Yes, that's fine. Chief Cook, Bottle Washer. Um, Great American. Yeah. Great American. Great American hero. Yeah, I'll take all that. As part of the uh, contract stipulations of the Eagle Hours, part of the rider agreement, Kelly, uh, before you and I became co-hosts, there were several things we had to sign before we came on, wasn't it? <laughs> right, right. And, and Keith, <laughs> we should say Heath is a budding millionaire with his with his venture there, and we're happy for you. Uh Mr. Biden will be getting in touch with you soon about your money. Keith, <laughs> yes. no question about yeah. That. I guess he's going to take, what, three-quarters of it? Yeah, at, at least. Everybody's got to pay yeah. their fair share, unless you're in the Biden family, of course. But that's, that's right. a subject for another show. All right. Well, I'm a distant relation, so who knows? I'm right? checking. Yeah. All right, signing day tomorrow. All right, I, I, want you to, I, I want you to look into the crystal ball, the, uh, you know, the, the big gold crystal ball, and I want you to tell me what are, what are going to be the headlines that come out of day one uh, of recruiting for I mean signing for the Golden Eagles. Heath. Headline is you got the three best players in the MAIS out of those Jackson schools, which is good football, uh, coming in the Southern Miss with uh, John White, Reed Jezelowski, and Chris Jones. Uh, you got the uh, Player of the Year, the Offensive Player of the Year, and the Defensive Player of the Year coming in. And you're talking about guys who possibly all three could, could, could contribute immediately. I think that's going to be the headline. The other headline is probably going to be number one, number two class in the Sun Belt again. Uh, and a really strong recruiting class. And I guess the other headline would be, how is this going to end up because of these new rules? Uh, you just don't know how recruiting going, how many of these kids have been at Southern Miss, in the years ahead because of the new rules that are in place. No, so, that's, that's exactly right. Um, just mm-hmm. a lot of things happening right now in the world of recruiting. Uh, all right, so John White would be the biggest catch, fair to say? I think John White would be the biggest catch. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, Christopher Jones right there with him. Uh, I tell you, a guy that's under the radar that not a lot of people have heard about, I just mentioned him, Reed Jezolowski, young man 6'3". Uh, 205 pounds, and possibly any time he was on the field was the fastest guy on the field. Um, had 2,000 yards rushing for Hartfield. I'm telling you, this guy is an elite athlete. And it looks like they're going to move into tight end with his ability to catch and his size, and they could put some weight on him this offseason. Uh, you're talking elite athlete. 
uh, coming in. I think that's the sleeper of the group. If you're looking at a guy that maybe uh, next season that you didn't think was going to contribute as much but does, I think uh, Reed Jones, I think John White's a guy who's smart enough to come in and play immediately. And I think Chris Jones has athletic ability and speed at linebacker. This is the four two five and and how the new defense coordinator plays the defense. He has that speed and right now the size to play a linebacker. But because so, uh, but because of the need at linebacker, I think Chris Jones is probably you know no disrespect to anybody that's signing tomorrow. But I think because of the need at linebacker, that automatically catapults Jones to the to the top of the class. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Heath, and not just in Southern Miss's condition or situation, because you just alluded to it, what percentage do you think of athletes who say they're committed to whatever school do you think will wind up pulling out and going somewhere else tomorrow unexpectedly? Uh, maybe, maybe one, I would say one in this group. It seems like that uh, this group is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good in their commit. I mean, they've uh, even though some have went out on TV, you know, and then said they're talked about their commitments, and uh, we may have a change. You never know, but uh, I think this group's pretty committed. I think you may see one drop off, maybe, um, but other than that, I, I would be surprised if. Uh, more than that, if two or three didn't sign, I, I would be a little surprised at that point. Well, because it's been a pretty good class. Will Hall's a good recruiter. You got it because you have a domino effect here. So let's say at school A, they anticipate signing their whole class, and then one one guy doesn't sign. All right, well that leaves an opening. So then they go get maybe a guy, offer him some nil money or whatever. They go get a guy that school B was going to sign. All right, well then the guy from school B signs with school A. Well, now School B has a shortage, and it just goes. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> you, you need a flow chart. Domino effect. For, for, yeah, the domino effect for sure. So I think we're going to see a lot of that, not necessarily with Southern Miss, but I just think a lot of schools around are thinking that they're going to get guys, and then a school will call them at the last minute and say, hey, we have a need and we have a checkbook. You know what? Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen more at the. Uh, power five level, and uh, I think you're going to see a lot of that in the power five level. I think you're already seeing it in the power five level, where guys are guys are ending up at places you didn't think they would end up because of nil deals. I think it's going to be more prevalent this year at that level. Going forward, I think you're going to see it more prevalent at yeah. the group of five level. I, I want to throw this question at you, Heath. I've never been a big guy. I, I've never been a big follower of high school recruiting. I, I always heard that, well, you don't really know how good the class is going to be for two or three years. But now there's another caveat. You don't know who's going to be on the team two or three years from now with, with all the wholesale transferring and NIL money flying around. So really, I think recruiting classes are, are – are less certain than ever. Heath, is that fair to say? I would agree with that. I would, because you can't develop. I was talking to my buddy Marchant Kenny the other day. Um, if this was the time and place, the rules were in place in 97, 96, 97, that team went and destroyed Pittsburgh. Um, how many of those guys would have been on that team in 96, 97, if the rules are in place and what they saw in 96 from them. I don't know. I think that would have been a lot of schools 
coming at some of those guys like a, a Patrick Sertan, Perry Phoenix, uh, all those defensive linemen, um, wide receivers, that's Rod Gideon, Todd Pinkston. You, you know, you look at those guys, how many of them would have been at Southern Miss? Because I think a lot of people would have come and tried to poach a lot of those athletes, especially after beating a Georgia and things like that year before. Right. So I, I think the days of being able to develop teams to where you have guys who've been in your system three or four years and it paying off, it's over. You're going to get guys come in that can play immediately. And I think they've done a pretty good job with this recruiting class of having guys that come in and, and contribute immediately. Look. Heath, uh, one of those guys that, that talked after the missile game was Caleb Moore, defensive tackle from Oak Grove. I think this is another guy, people, when they start looking at who's offered him, you know, golly, man, this is a, a crown jewel of the recruiting class as well. Offers from Bama, LSU, State, Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A&M, Tulane, UNLV. And, uh, you know, after the missile game on Saturday, he said he was coming again. He just doubled down on his commitment. Yeah, I think the guy wants to stay close to home, play for his family. I think sometimes you get that in kids uh, that want to be able to have their family come see them. That means a lot more to them than a lot of than, than maybe uh, a facility or – maybe a little bit of NIL cash. So I think for him that may be that uh, type of situation. You know, it's it's so hard in recruiting because the idea of commitment is just it doesn't mean what it used to. It doesn't. There's no question about it. The idea of commitment doesn't mean what it used to. So these kids commit early, and then all of a sudden they might get a little uh, – you might get exposed a little bit to a power five and they start going, well, I, I've got to go chase chase the cash with NIL. So for him to stay committed, that shows a lot about him. And uh can't wait to see him in, in Southern Miss. He's going to be a good one. If you watch state championship game, he was all over the place. And we are we're actually efforting Caleb uh, to you know if he does indeed sign yesterday, which it's it's anticipated that he will. We're efforting him uh, for the show on Thursday, so we'll keep our fingers crossed that Caleb will join us here in the studio on yeah. Thursday. All right, Heath, can you uh, maybe count your money during the commercial break and uh, stick around with us as a woman just walks by the studio with a reindeer horns on her head? Must be a holiday coming up soon. I wouldn't know. I'm working harder than ever this week. It's been no holiday week for me either. All right, can you hang I'm rolling my pennies right now, Bob. All right, here we go. Heath Hinton Moore. Be richer when we come on the other side of the break, but we'll rejoin us just as well. We'll be back with Heath right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Mo Bay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, is open and serving delicious beignets. They cook them when you walk in the restaurant and order them. You can get yourself a great hot or cold coffee, just a whole variety of uh, coffee drinks, uh, energy drinks, 
Uh, plenty to go with your beignets and their wonderful toppings. Mobe beignet, great birth, uh, great Christmas gift idea would be a uh, a gift card from Mobe Beignet Company. Kelly, Kelly's open to anybody that wants to give him a Mobe beignet gift card. You can drop them here by the studio. Give them to me and. <laughs> I'll be sure Kelly gets it. But let Mobe Beignet know ahead of time because they're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Correct. Fourth Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. And we tell you about it every day, but it is one of our favorite places. They have great lunches Monday through Friday. They have great food at night. They always have the big game on the uh, TVs, a lot of camaraderie, good cold beer, Fourth Street Bar Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. And tomorrow, Bob, they're having trivia. It's holiday-themed trivia, so holiday movies, uh, things like that. That'll be the theme tomorrow night. Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation uh, is with us. So when all the dust settles tomorrow, and I'm reading all this stuff about uh, Red today, the number 69 recruiting class in the country is what they're predicting Southern Miss will have, maybe one or two in the Sun Belt. But when the dust clears, Heath, how much of this will turn out to be reality, and and how many kids do you really think they they will get the dotted line on tomorrow? I think you're gonna. Have, I think eighteen, uh, maybe one drop off. I really do think they're gonna, as they all say, all the kids are tucked in the bed. Uh, she, you know, it, it's. I think they've done a good job of getting these guys ready to commit tomorrow. Maybe you have another one at the last minute. But I really look for them to have 18, uh, 19, but probably 18 signed tomorrow. I got you. With uh, one, uh, you know, you got it. There's going to be one in every class. We all know that. So um, look for one to kind of flip to somebody. Maybe, you know, Tulane comes in at the last minute. You never know. Um, something like that, and and that could take place. Tulane, Tulane could come in at the last. Gee, that that's know. oddly specific. That, that, that's that oddly you... specific. I think we all know what we're talking around. But uh, all right, Luke, get it here. Heath, let's talk about t- two other aspects. Let's talk about Jalen Washington from Houston. Um, what what do we have running back wise? Uh, outside maybe the top two guys, and and why Washington would be a big ad. Well, I think Jacob Gray is a guy that they're bringing back. I, he was exciting early in um, in fall camp, and they redshirted him, but he was close to playing this year. So you got him. You also got Chandler Pittman, and you got you look at Clay, and, and you also have um, the guy returning. So I, I, you got plenty of running backs. But this guy, Jalen Washington, you just watch him run the football, 5'8", 185 pounds. Um, just he's a tough runner between the tackles and really good speed. A guy that, uh, once again, a guy that could, has the talent if needed to come in and play early. I just think he's one of those guys that's been, people haven't talked about as much, but I think they'll be really surprised when he gets here on campus, uh, just how good he actually is and, uh, what kind of asset he's going to be for Will Hall. I think five uh, JUCO commits. Bedford from Jones College, originally out of Bay St. Louis, big kid. Uh, Steve Buckley, high on him, get the commit as, as a tight end. What what else do you think they're going to do JUCO wise? And and then just kind of, I'll just hand it over here. Just kind of lead into. Uh, I think a lot of people are anxious to see what we do in the portal. Yeah, I think they're probably done uh, with their recruiting as far as JUCO. Maybe they'll add another one. Um, maybe a. 
a linebacker if they find one. But I think they're done with their high school and JUCO recruiting right now. I think. Uh, well, you never know. There might be one that lands that lands in their lap because another school decided to go in a different direction. So I don't want to say they're completely done with high school and JUCO, but they could add another one. But I think right now you're looking at. They're probably going to add 10 through the transfer portal, 10 or 11 through the transfer portal. And that number could go up depending if anybody else from Southern Miss decides to get trained. You know, you just never know. Um, but I think 10, maybe 11 from the transfer portal. And looking maybe the quarterback, uh, linebackers, um, maybe an offensive lineman. They, this team really needs some uh, linebackers. Uh, they lose a lot uh, from graduation. So I could see him really looking at the defensive side of the ball, secondary help. So I think transfer, you're going to look at a lot of help on defense. Maybe a quarterback if he's there, go get one of those. And uh, But, yeah, 10-11 from the transfer portal is what I see. And, that, and, and here's the pressure. Here's the pressure going forward. If you double this recruiting class that is expected to sign tomorrow with last year's recruiting class. Better uh, win. You you got it, Bob. It comes down to two words: better win. You know, I mean, you know, I heard I heard a fan the other day say, you know, I was a, and and yeah, this person was a, admittedly, his words, a fair weather fan. He was saying, I just wasn't sure if if I really wanted Coach Hall back, as if he could make the decision, right? right. He goes, but I think the thing that makes it very clear with him coming back another year, is that that the picture is crystal clear next year. It's not cloudy at all. No. You know, with, with these two recruiting classes, with some coaching changes, with coordinator changes. Better win. <laughs> and the expectations. You got yeah, it, brother. Yeah. All right, Heath, let's switch gears here. About four minutes left in the segment. The Lady Eagle basketball team has not played uh, since December the 10th, a two-point loss to Memphis, and that coming off the heels of a really big win over Ole Miss. But they're back in action uh, tomorrow afternoon. They're going to be playing in a tournament down in Florida at Fort Myers, Florida. Tomorrow afternoon at uh, 3.30, they play... Uh, the Vikings. Yes, Cleveland State. And uh, and then the the next day, they have uh, yet another game, and my phone just messed up. Florida Gulf Coast, is Florida it? Gulf Coast, yeah. Lady Eagles, uh, thank you, Kelly. Nine and one. Uh, how, good, how good do you think this basketball team can be? I think, look, this team has all the makings to win the Sun Belt. There's no question about it. They've got all the pieces in place. Think of this Seeper, who has really been their outside shooter, did not play extremely well at Memphis, uh, did not hit any shots when she was open, and they still were in the lead to right there at the end. So uh, this team can win in more than one ways. They've got a lot of different weapons. Uh, Cornfield, uh, you look at what Don Davis has done. Malia Grayson's starting to play a lot better. Uh, they've got size. They've got length, speed. Uh, what they did to Ole Miss is pretty impressive. And I'm going to tell you guys, this team can, this team can win the Sun Belt. There's no question about it. They've got the talent to do it. Um, I- I'm looking forward to it. I think their biggest competition this year is going to come from ULM, believe it or not. I think ULM is a much improved basketball team on the ladies' side, and uh, that'll be interesting if that was to take place. It comes down between Southern Miss and ULM. You know, they're they're a layup going in away from being ten and zero. I mean, they they, they could have easily 
won the Memphis game. Kelly, it's been a long time since they've gotten off to this hot a start. No, they, they traditionally get off to, to pretty good starts. Mm-hmm. It's they, they stumble and stammer down the stretch when they're just physically, I think, you know, worn out. I'm hoping that they'll that this season being longer than ever before on a calendar, that the coaches will take that into consideration and, you know, try not to but uh Obviously, on the women's side too, you got to win the, you got have to win the tournament. And Heath mentioned Louisiana Monroe. Their their coach now is Missy Bilderback, who built a powerhouse at Jones College right. and uh, at PCS High School right. in Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she's done nothing but win, and there's no reason to expect that that's that's not going to continue. You know, I saw Morgan Seeper in Corner Market last Friday when we were getting ready to do our event there, and. She's a lot like you, Kelly. I, I just happened to watch the kid and watch what she was buying, and she bought fresh vegetables and fresh fruit. That was all that was in her basket, and it reminded me a lot of watching you shop a little earlier in the day. No, I, I think I think you got me mistaken with somebody else. Now, if it was Bluebell ice cream and Fritos, now we're talking. But Luke, you, you, you've seen uh, Missy Bilderback coach. Louisiana Monroe is going to be tough, aren't they? Yeah. She's a good coach. I, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to me, Kelly. My bad. Go ahead, Luke. No, I mean, Miss is a, a great coach and uh, did well at Jones all those years. And she has the ability to recruit, too. And, and you know, to Heath's point, I think that's one of the uh, the arch rivals now for Southern Miss. And didn't didn't one of the Lady Eagles transfer? Yeah. To, uh, yeah. To who, who was that? Who was that, Heath? Uh, who was she, oh, my a God. Guard, a guard. A guard. Yeah, guard that played last year, a uh, young lady. She transferred over there. She's playing with them this year. There's a lot of Southern Miss flavor on that team. Former Lady Eagle assistant Lauren Pittman is an assistant coach on that team. So there's a, there's a lot of former uh, Lady Eagle flavor on that ULM basketball team, yep. which shows, I mean, you learn a lot playing under Coach McGillis. No question. All right, Heath, thank you as always. Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. We greatly appreciate the contribution uh, that you make to our show, and uh, we look forward to having you on plenty of times in the new year. Hey, thank you, guys. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. All right. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. Make a great Christmas gift right there. Go online to Big Gold Nation. Buy a subscription for a Golden Eagle in your family. We'll be right back. Wrap up this edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour after the break. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Eagle Hour finishing out on a Tuesday. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Men defeat Lamar last night, 82-79. Austin Crowley leads the way, but Andre Carbello. Uh, played a little over 20 minutes, got 13 points and uh, six assists and six rebounds. Troy has a new head coach after losing John Sumrall to Tulane. Jared Parker is uh, the new head coach uh, for the Troy Trojans and comes to 
Troy after two years at Notre Dame, and we were talking about this during the break, guys. An offensive coordinator at Notre Dame as well as a tight ends coach at Notre Dame. Sound familiar? Yeah, because our, our new offensive coordinator, same credentials, right? Yeah, tight end coach and offensive coordinator. But Parker, before Notre Dame, was at West Virginia, was at Penn State, Duke, uh, Purdue for four years, and then does have uh, some Sunbelt experience. Back when Marshall was in Conference USA with Southern Miss, he coached for two years from 11 to 12 uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd. So Jared Parker, the new head coach for the Troy Trojans. In uh, Sunbelt Bowl action, well, if you want a clinic about how to give a game away, Ugh. Old Dominion yeah. showed the world how to do it yesterday. It was uh, it was pretty wild. They, they lost 38-35 um, in overtime to Western Kentucky. But you know, you know how they have the uh, – Win percentage, I think it was like at ninety nine point seven for uh, for Old Dominion to win that one, and the Hilltoppers come back and and win it. Just to put it this way, Old Dominion missed the field goal with two twenty one to go, and then what? Well, Western Kentucky scored right at the uh, the end of the game, like nineteen seconds to go, and then the Monarchs miss another field goal in overtime, and the Hilltoppers win. So. Not good right now for um, for conference or for uh, for the Sun Belt as they've lost three bowl games. And I was going to say, didn't didn't uh, Western Kentucky still in in CUSA? Right, they are. So yeah. not good, guys. We've lost two bowl games to Conference USA. Uh, and and you got to give Rich Rodriguez some credit at least at Jacksonville State. I mean, they were the ones that made the biggest jump to that conference, and man, they've they've made the most of it. Um, but I was going to ask you, Luke, about you know signing days tomorrow. John Summerall, who left Troy to go right down Interstate 59 to Tulane, he was raised in the Hattiesburg area around Summerall. Actually, his grandparents, I think, are, are still there. Um, how do you, do you think that John Summerall? You know, it, you would think that he's going to implement a lot of what he knows from around here, which isn't that much different than recruiting at Troy to to grab some some people from our area, not necessarily today, but in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he just – he's already recruited this area. Um, and now, what, he was four hours, now he's two hours. and Right. You know, Tulane, now that they've basically been, what, the top two or three group of five school the last three years, um, they're just going to continue to have, you know, recruiting influence. And it's going to be hard to go into to Louisiana. Um and you know they're they're a threat to the Mississippi Gulf Coast and as well with with South Alabama. So yeah, it just becomes harder. And uh, a school like that with resources, that's why John John Summerall is there. That's why he didn't wait for a Power Five offers because of the money Tulane can throw. So if you know they can throw money at head coach, they can throw money at NIL as well. The only the only thing that other schools around the area would have to help ward off a threat from Tulane is Tulane's strict academic standards. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you got to really be smart to get in down there, and they don't, they don't, they don't, wa- you know, they don't wave that for anybody. So, um, but you know, Heath, we thought it was kind of interesting that he said, "Ah, oh, Tulane might slide in there and, hmm. and grab a player tomorrow." Um, hope that's not the case, but well, I think we know it is. <laughs> but we'll we'll find out. You know, Town yeah. and Country Cleaners is Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners. They're family owned and operated. They've been in business since 1983. 
and they offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, minor alterations, dry cleaning, bulky bedding. Have you figured out what that is, Center? That's my wrestling name. Oh, bulky bedding. Yes, in this corner. I got you, bulky bedding. Did you, did you ever uh, did you ever wrestle with Mr. Delicious? No, I, I didn't. But I think bulky bedding, Bob, is like, mm. I'm guessing like quilts. And, yes, yes. Uh, and he is scrumptious. <laughs> Visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from the USM campus on Hardy Street. Or you can call them at 601-264-4920. Eagle Hour, back on the road. We'll be doing our final remote of the year with our really good buddies down in Purvis at Ramey Motors this Thursday it's always fun to go down there. Good guys. And uh, tomorrow the guys will have the show. I'll be working, actually. I do have a job, and uh, sometimes I have to tend to that. Actually, Luke's flying the plane solo tomorrow, Bob. I'm going to be gone uh, as well, trying to finish up some some business You're, for the end of the year. You've got a job, too. But I'll be back on Thursday and Friday to help we out. We both have a job. <laughs> yes, I thought I was going to be taking this week off, but uh, no, not there so. There has been no Christmas break in my schedule so far, either. But Luke will have the show tomorrow. Will the Thrill Tony will be producing and uh, co-hosting with uh, Luke, so it'll be good. And then uh, all of us will be back Thursday down in Purvis. Hope you have a great day, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.